everything that you do in life are trying to find that balance because if you become unbalanced in one of those areas, you're gonna fail. That's so true. You're fail automatically, you're gonna fail and boom, it's gonna fail. That word balance is extremely important and I try to make sure each day that I have that that equal amount of time on each end, in each aspect of my life. But the most thing that I always remember and I take with me in my career is that to go after the most difficult obstacle. Right, of that. Go after those most difficult obstacles you get the most reward at the end. I gotta ask you about your nickname there. Quick, where did that come from? <laughs> oh man. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Hopefully not in the bedroom. Oh no. <laughs> I, was waiting. I, was waiting. <laughs> I had to, I had to, man. <laughs> I know, okay. You don't get a, a role or take it personally, it's not you. There's many reasons why you didn't get that role. And work hard, you know, stay humble. And every mistake that you do, we all make mistakes. No matter how perfect we are, no matter how gifted we are, you are bound to make mistakes. Learn from it, and man, it just move on. Because once you take that, it makes you a better and stronger actor. And any type of criticism, yeah, take it as a, a positive thing because it's a lesson learned. Good evening, folks, and welcome to the Cinema After Dark podcast. I'm Max Cole, the host and the producer of this podcast, and I'm broadcasting from the entertainment capital of the world, sunny Los Angeles, California. The sun has now set, and the moonlight is now upon us. Thank you for tuning into this podcast tonight. I want to remind all of our listeners that you can listen to all the episodes of this podcast if you subscribe to us on iTunes. You can also find us on Stitcher, TuneIn, and Google Play. Remember, if you or someone you know would like to be a guest, on this podcast, just make sure you reach out to us via the contact link that is on our website over at cinemaafterdark.com. Please make sure you have some skin in the game, though, prior to reaching out. It's our only requirement there. And by skin in the game, you certainly need to have a few credits under your belt. We value that for credibility. I also strongly encourage you to follow us on Twitter at cinemaafterdark for the latest show updates. I want to remind everyone listening that this is an information and discussion-based podcast. We don't censor ourselves, and we sure the hell do not censor our guests. So please keep in mind that there might be views and opinions expressed on this show that may not reflect the views and opinions of the host. We've got a wonderful guest tonight, a gentleman by the name of Aaron Quick Nelson. And let me tell you a little bit about Mr. Nelson. Aaron Quick Nelson was born in Providence, Rhode Island. At a very early age, showed strong potential in performing arts, entertainment, and creative writing. Starting in elementary school, he was involved in several school plays and local theater performances. Acting has been his passion as long as he can remember. You will find Mr. Aaron Quick Nelson in comedies, dramas, action thrillers, horror movies, and everything in between. Most recent projects include feature films Stratosphere, Out to Kill, and TV shows Sleepy Hollow, Your Worst Nightmare, and Saints and Sinners. As a devoted husband and father, one of Aaron's biggest goals is to be a positive role model on and off the screen. And let me tell you, this gentleman is quite a treat to chat with him, so happy and excited to 
share this wonderful discussion with you all today. He's so talented, but this is that part of the show where I ask that you make that fresh batch of popcorn, sit back, relax, and get comfortable while you listen to tonight's guest. I am very excited here tonight because we have got one hell of a talented gentleman on the podcast here, Mr. Aaron Quick Nelson. How's it going, man? It's going great, man. I appreciate you having me on your show, man. Thank oh, you. Oh, man, it is a pleasure and a treat and uh, honor to have you on the podcast here. So I appreciate you taking the time out to stop by and hang out here tonight. Most definitely. Got a lot to chat about. You're a busy man. <laughs> yeah. try to be busy man <laughs> yeah, salute to that it was funny because you were actually about maybe a couple weeks early that was cracking up because i was in a session <laughs> more, and, more like a more like a month yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, good stuff but i uh i appreciate that man i was i was like he's fired up to come on it was cool though because uh, finally, the time has arrived, man. So it's good to have you. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you, man. I've been waiting for this moment, man. You uh, know, to chat it up with you and talk about things that we love. You know. Oh, so. salute to that, man. Salute to that. And gosh, let's start with your backstory. Would you mind kind of sharing where you were born and raised, and how you got started in this whole film and entertainment thing? Well, um, you know, I was born and raised in Providence, Rhode Island. You know, I've been acting professionally about five years now you know, cool. I always had yeah I always had this love for for acting this passion for acting man and uh my connection with the art of it all from television film and theater I actually started it in, in elementary school I started writing plays I was sort of a little class clown a little bit <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> My um, third grade and also my fourth grade teacher, both of them said that you need to look into acting wow. because you have like that personality, you know, you have like that natural gift. So I started getting involved in several school plays and local theater performances. And from then on, man, I just took off and I just felt like it was something about performing in front of a wide range of people, even, even if it's on a stage or in front of a camera. Yeah. I just felt like belong in it just right away so since then i've just been taking off oh good stuff i gotta ask you about when you thought you could do this thing professionally you know mm -hmm. was that from the advice and the feedback that you got and just from the experiences when you were younger or did you always have that kind of goal in mind of you know being a professional in this industry professional actor and kind of making things happen storyteller yeah, yeah. you know it's it's funny because as I just evaluate my, my life and my past, I felt that I was raised to be an actor. Interesting. And, and this from my upbringing. You know, I was, I was always raised by strong women. You know, my mother, my grandmother, my great-grandmother, my aunts, my older cousins. And also I had to bring my, my uncle too, my uncle. They all raised me. And um, as a young kid, I used to always sit and watch TV. Mm, and yeah. I remember at the age of five, the age of five, I remember watching TV and I always wondered, how is that I'm looking at someone in the small box and how is that, how is that I'm sitting down and watching them? How can I be a part of it? Nice. I used to think that these people was real, man. I used to yeah. think yeah. Superman was real. 
Right. <laughs> Every, everything that was going on, I thought it was real and I always wanted to be a part of it. They always told me that there's something that you can always do. Anything you put your mind into, you can always become. Wow. And, you know, they taught me the real meaning, the true meaning of hard work and then never back down in any challenge. But the most thing that I always remember and I take with me in my career is that to go after the most difficult obstacle. Right. Of that. After those most difficult obstacles, you get the most reward at the end. Yeah. So my very first thing that I had booked going professionally, I was actually put to the test because I was given a script. They gave me the wrong scene to get ready for. Oh, <laughs> brutal. I was given the wrong scene. Man. man. I prepared that scene. I was ready to go. Yeah. And it was the very first day. And it was a very important scene and it was my big part wow so i'm getting ready and we had like five minutes to go for showtime mm -hmm. and my partner she's telling me are you ready i said yeah i said what 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 part that you that you about to throw at me yeah she's giving me another part but it has something to do in another scene oh i say well we're not doing that scene tonight we're doing this scene right here and she's like oh no they flipped it Oh, we doing that scene in, on tomorrow night. And I was like, oh, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> so <laughs> so I, I spoke to the, um, the, uh, the director and I told him, you know, um, I think you gave me the wrong script. And he stopped freaking out. Wow. And he was, you know, we, we you know, well, we're going to cut down some of the lines. Can you remember this? I said, you know what? It's fine. It's okay. I, you know, let me look through this really quick. And we go from there. He's like, are you serious? Are you, are you sure? I said, yeah, yeah, no, I, 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 we, we can do this. And it was in my test. Yeah. So, so the action. I went ahead. As soon as I got on set and I started, everyone started looking at me. And all of a sudden, I, the first thing I started trying to remember was my very first line. <sighs> and that line is like, I couldn't remember. So what I automatically, what I started doing, I started ad-libbing. Nice. To the point that it was similar to what was going on in the story in that scene. And all of a sudden, I start to remember, and slowly I start getting into the, the, the flow of the line, and I start nailing every single line. Nice. And when we was done, he was like, how did you do that? I said, honestly, man, I had no idea. <laughs> so, so I had no idea. So when that happened, that's when I, I realized, like, this is it, man. This, I'm ready. My this, God. I'm, I'm to the test, yeah. That's a hell of a story there, to say the least now. Gosh, let's... Let's fast forward, you know, several years. Is there anything that you wish you would have known about this industry and this whole acting thing and how things work before you got out here? The business part of it and also being patient. Wow. The patience. You have to have patience in this industry. Right. Right. Uh, you have to. And, um, and also not take everything personally. Right. You don't get a, a role. Don't take it personally. It's not you. There's many reasons why you didn't get that role. And work hard, you know, stay humble. And every mistake that you do, we all make mistakes. No matter how perfect we are, no matter how gifted we are, you are bound to make mistakes. Learn from it. And man, and just move on. Because once you take that, it makes you a better and stronger actor. And any type of criticism, yeah. take it. A, a positive thing because it's a lesson learned you know now a days man I, I go into a, a audition as it's just a lesson you know as a lesson mm, learned yeah. it, actually it is if you think about it right know? 
Right. So every mistake that you make, every constructive criticism, uh, I look at as a lesson learned and move forward. Learn how to deal with rejections mm-hmm. because you are going to get a lot in this business. The word no is like part of this, this career and this business. Right. That's one thing that I wish I kind of learned then that I know now. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting how we're all trying to find the yeses, no matter what stage we're on in our careers. It's all about finding those yeses. Yeah, yes, it is. It's interesting. Um, I have to ask you about how you book jobs because there's folks that listen to this podcast who you know, may be on you know, the beginning stages of their careers and they're trying to figure out how you get that foot in the door. How does someone book jobs? You know, I know you're signed to an agency, but is there a method to your madness? You know, is there something that you do particularly to really increase the possibility of booking jobs? You know, I um, when I first started. I ain't gonna lie to you. I was like, man, it's gonna be easy. I'm gonna, I'm gonna book everything. Yeah. <laughs> it is because I was so hungry. I mean, I'm not being like, I wasn't conceding anything. It was yeah. just, I had, had that faith. I was so true to myself. But later on in my career, I start to realize, man, there's a lot that I, that I need to learn, you know, not just in my craft, but the business itself. Right. So mm-hmm. what I start to, to start to, um, to realize is that I start to pay attention to other actors that, Start booking a lot of things mm. and uh, a lot of projects. And what it is, is again, that word patient, being patient, work hard as you can, never give up and stay humble and stay true to yourself and believe in your craft and your work. And there are so many, so much knowledge that is out there, like from classes to there are a lot of acting coaches that do one-on-ones with yeah. you, mm-hmm. willing to do that, willing to help you. There, there's so many workshops out there. Take advantage of everything that is out there because everything that you go into, you're learn from, and you never know who you bumped into. You know, any yeah. type of network. That was my problem too. That I was so against networking. I was so against networking, man. Until my wife told me she's all about networking, man. And yeah. she forced me to that. If you want to become successful, you have to network. Right. You know, I know. No matter how talented you are, you you know. If you know someone, you bump into them and you talk to someone and have a, you know, like a conversation, get to know someone, things will work out. You never know who that person is. Right, right. But um, one mm-hmm. of the main things that I was taught to in a business, especially all these actors that are listening, anyone that have a passion of acting is preparation. Yeah. And honestly, what I do in regards of when it comes down to booking jobs is I had to find that niche. What is my niche? And that niche, it's preparing. So a great example, once I get audition, there's like number of steps and methods that I actually use. So mostly starts through the character, of course, right. like who I'm about to portray. And of course you, the basic was, which is reading over the script, repetitively understanding the scene, understanding the character, but just a quick glimpse of going more in depth. You break down the scene, and, and you ask yourself, what is the relationship between you, the other character in that scene of the conversation? And then you, you ask yourself the time and place in that scene. And then more importantly, the objective. Right. And a mm-hmm. lot of times when, when even when you watch like movies as an actor, even a filmmaker or a writer, you look at the objective in the scene. So you ask yourself, what do you want? from the other character 
Uh-huh. So you playing character, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like us, us two right here, we're having a conversation. I look at it as, okay, this is a scene right here. Yeah. What do I want for you, Matt? What do you want for me? You know? Right. And, and then you ask yourself, what do you want to accomplish? Mm. And then, what, then after that, what is in state? What if you don't get what you want from that character? Very so interesting. So that's when the pressure's on. So, I mean, there's preparation is one of my niches that I actually use of helping me to try to book these roles because what it does, that preparation and that word objective, it's the engine that's built in the, into the actor. It automatically brings into the emotion. Gotcha. Very cool. And, Interesting. By the way, I want to ask you another question about preparation in a second. Though. One thing about booking jobs, though, are you reaching out to people? Do they reach out to you? Do you typically book them through, you know, agencies, auditions? What's the... I, um, I actually go both. I actually do both ways. Nice. Um, my agent, actually, he does a lot, too, but I'm hungry, man. So yeah, yeah. I want to stay busy. So it's, uh, he does his thing, and I do my thing, and and once I find something, you know, I, I reach out to him, too. We know we're a good team. So, oh, fantastic. Uh, I try not to step over his boundaries, you know. I, I, I give him full respect because, you know, he's willing to help me in my career. Right. And same to him, you know. I'm willing to help his career, you know, both ways. So um, to answer your question, I go both ways, man. I, I, I go on certain websites. I, I check on IMDb Pro. Nice. That's really good. Also go through Actors Access. They have tons of stuff there. Oh, yeah. Cool. Okay. I always wonder about that. Back to preparation, too, for a bit here, sir. One thing I always wonder, you know, the, the same process that you take during auditions, do you sort of take that approach when you're preparing for, you know, the actual scene and, and you know, for the actual role itself? Yes, uh, I actually do. Very cool. I, I do like a full breakdown. And a lot of times, a lot of people, I feel like the environment plays a lot into it as well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, prepare yourself. You got to realize, okay, in the scene, you know, where are you? You know, even you go into um, audition, like an in-person audition, you know, it's, it's different than when you're doing the tape. Mm, yeah. So, but I try to use the same type of method, even in tape. So I kind of like, uh, you know, I, I, I make it seem like, okay, we're in the jungle and it's raining. Mm, I, yeah. I made a little bit of something in there that would show it that, okay, yeah, I, I acknowledge the fact that he is, in the jungle and it's raining and if they're not looking at the actual script itself they understand where i'm at gotcha i just want to throw something that's a little unique in there because the thing is say if you get like a one-liner yeah and uh man there's a lot of times i get a lot of one liners. right and so when i when i do that i try to do something that's unique than two thousand other you know auditions that they're looking at with the same type of character and an actor and, and, you know, in audition and tapes that they're looking at. Cause I know they look at this stuff over and over and over and right. people may throw this type of line each time. But when you, when you watch something, it's probably your know, 50th one and all of a sudden someone throw it a different way. They automatically you want to watch the rest of it. They want to, what else are they going to throw at you? So something you need. Oh, cool. That's a good, pretty cool approach actually. Yeah. yeah. Take that. Now, is there a character or a role? that you've wanted to play, but you haven't had that opportunity yet? Mm, man, there's actually plenty of them out there, to be honest with you. I always want to play a role that brings some type of empowerment. Mm, yeah. Someone that actually changed the world sort of way. Also a real life person. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, like that. And I always want to get involved. 
involved and I uh, want to be a part of some type of superhero action movie too. Oh, cool. Would you be the hero or the villain there? I want to do both. <laughs> <laughs> I want to do both, yeah. <laughs> nice. Any opportunity, you know, I, I, would, I would love to do that. For some reason, man, I always want to play um, like a, a boxing film. Yeah. Like based on Mike Tyson. Right. I always want to always want to do something like that. So there's some roles out there that I always want to be a want to portray out there. Okay, okay, interesting. Ah, I see, I see. Now you're writing. You're also directing as well. Is that something you want to do more of? Are you you know looking to move your career more behind the camera as opposed to in front? Just branching out. Yeah, I, I think it's really good to. That's that's the beauty the beauty of this industry. That Absolutely. Different opportunities, man. There's, there's so much advancement. And when I started being acting, and when I start paying attention to the, the directors and the filmmakers, I just, just wanted a taste of what they see in their view. And also as a writer, I yeah. just wanted a taste and view as well. I just always had certain things in my mind that I wanted to, to speak out. So like everything that I may direct or something that I write. I look at it as it's a message. Oh, very cool. Yeah, you've, so you've got some stories to tell. You want to make sure that you uh, make it happen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that's a common thread with uh, storytellers. You know, if you've got a story to tell, got to make it happen. Just got to make it happen. Very interesting. We'll come back to that in the next part of our discussion there. So I want to talk about some of the projects that you're, you know, you've got in the pipeline. But, uh, you know, what's been the most difficult and rewarding parts of your journey? You know, thus far, the most difficult it's it's that waiting process. It's the business is based on a lot of fear. Yeah, there's there's so much fear in in every angle of this of this industry. Mm-hmm. So there's going down a path of it as a writer, as an actor, director. There's fear and all. And again, that, that word I mentioned before, patient. Yeah, yeah. You know, patient. But the thing is, the most rewarding thing is once you book something and you work so hard at it and waited for so long and once you book something man it's like the biggest reward ever yeah even if it's a small role one line it, it just feels so rewarding roger that you know we're an indie film show i've got to ask you about the types of movies or tv shows that you like to watch i know you watch a couple shows i see you tweet about some stuff every one now and then <laughs> yeah. but yeah man what's on your screen i'm very curious uh i'm watching um you no know, Greenleaf. Yeah, uh, it's a powerful show, man. And yeah. I, I just started watching Queen Sugar. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've been watching Stranger Things. Right. Binge watch that. Nice. Um, I, I'm waiting for season two. Yeah, <laughs> soon. Well, somewhat soon. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, a little Netflix, bit. Man. Yeah. yeah. Empire. I can't wait for oh, that yeah. next week. Absolutely. Watching that. Star. Is, is yes, star. Really, really big. Yeah. And um, the blacklist. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's really good. And also the Americans. Oh, yeah. That's, man, that, the one thing about Americans that really intrigued me is that they are so true and it's so organic. Right. And the acting is just phenomenal. Oh, phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. So every time I watch that show, it's like I'm like watching. I feel like I'm learning a lot. I feel yeah. like I'm tools in session type of thing. I'm watching. <laughs> Serious, man. Yeah, tremendous. And, uh, I love my comedy. You know, I like uh, Blackish. Nice. Good. Uh, keep me laughing, you know. So, yeah. That's on my list right now. Good uh, stuff. You mix it up a bit. Nice. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Do you uh, DVR and, and uh, binge watch most of the time when it comes to Netflix? Yeah. Nice. I do. Most of my stuff is, is on um, on demand, and, and I do binge watch whenever I can. On yeah. Netflix. Nice. Yeah. Good deal. What qualities, in your opinion, does a good actor possess? Whatever is organic. I'm a true believer of being honest. Yeah. Being honest, man, because and the thing is, is that what hurts, it's that, you know, how us actors and when we in the industry and someone portray like a certain type of emotions, we can feel what they feel. Yeah. We can even tell if they're trying to, if they're trying to reach for it really hard, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So it's that, that quality is that, that organic feeling, that realness that they portray. Because once you see that, you feel it. Like, if you see somebody crying, like for some reason, you feel like you want to drop a tear, too. Yeah, that's so true. You know? That's so, so true. You know, it's that quality is that it's being organic. Yeah. Laying it out. The right. truth. Right. The truth. Honesty. Honest storytelling. Exactly. That's what you aim for. I love that. Very good stuff, sir. Well, we're going to take a short break here. I want to give you a chance to reset. I also want to give our listeners a chance to uh, reset here because we got some more stuff to discuss here. I want to discuss some of your current projects when we return from our break because you're working on quite a bit of things here god so uh yeah. how's that sound you ready for a little break here yeah that'd be great all right well we're gonna take a short break here folks and then we'll be back with more of aaron quick nelson after this break do not go anywhere folks we will be right back Cinema After Dark podcast. We are continuing a fantastic discussion here with Mr. Aaron Quick Nelson. He has so kindly talked about his journey there into the industry and some of his experiences. For this half of the discussion, I do want to switch gears here, sir, and discuss some of your latest work. You've got a number of different things going on here. You know, we'll start with, I mean, you've got some stuff in pre-production. You've got some stuff that's been announced that you're working on. Let's start with some of the recent acting roles that you've had. And let's start with Christmas and Homestead uh, Romance there. You played uh, Gavin Williams. Would you mind talking about that experience a bit? Oh, man, it was uh, amazing production. Man, it was uh, collaborating with amazing writers, actors, the director. The entire like cast and crew overall, man, was just truly amazing. Right. Just so much talent, man, and they made me even more hungry, you know, <laughs> being on set. So, uh, Hallmark, uh, it was a Hallmark. Yeah, they, truly amazing. I played this character, Gavin Williams. He's he's actually a, he was a bodyguard of a movie star in the movie, yeah. and uh, the the guy he's he's really of a of a tough guy. Doesn't really smile. Sort of a militant type of guy. He doesn't really speak. Only if he feel like he has to. You know, he <laughs> takes his job, job seriously. <laughs> what was amazing about that character? You know, I'm a I'm a father. I'm a you know the bullet father. Yeah. And I have a you know I have a, a teenage daughter, and also have 
a, a 10 year old daughter. Oh, cool. And there's a, a special scene in there that actually show his, his, uh, his soft side. Yeah. He actually ends up speaking to, he talks with a 10 year old girl who really wants a bodyguard. And, uh, uh He's actually sitting down in this small tea set table playing tea party with her while they're discussing. Nice. <laughs> so it, that that scene shows his teddy bear side. So right. um, that movie was a was a blessing, man, because it, it brought me back as you know as a father. Yeah. And just me talking to my my own daughter. Yeah. And it's something that I actually related to. And it was, it's a really good movie. It has a lot of comedy in it as well. And it's a <laughs> You know, a, love, a love story. Yeah, yeah, you could connect with that character, huh? Oh, yeah, most definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very cool. Very, very yeah. cool. Sound like a pretty cool set experience, too. It was, definitely was. Um, we actually shot that in North Georgia, ah. um, a small town in, in Georgia, Delonica. Yeah. You know, very small town, man. And, you know, everyone is, you know, so humble and, you know, they, they brought us in and everyone just lovely. And um, it was just amazing shooting there. It, it was like the perfect, the perfect place to shoot a Christmas movie. Oh, fantastic! Uh, yeah. My, what time of year was it when you shot? No, we actually shot that like in in October. Ah, yeah, okay. October. Fall time. And uh, it was no, it was hot. Oh, it was really hot. Oh, really? Huh. It was it, it was hot. <laughs> yeah. And you know we we bundle up in in sweaters and in jackets and you know. <laughs> <laughs> So we had to put our acting on and we, we, you know, we freezing, but actually we burn it off inside. <laughs> <laughs> Good deal. <laughs> Interesting. A little movie magic there. Uh, so that's cool. Now, Saints and Sinners, uh, you know, you were in the Day of Reckoning app. What was that like? Oh, that was another um, amazing. Yeah, it was yeah. Mo. I was a thug. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a thug Mo and I actually connected with in this TV show with uh, two of the actors on The Wire, Katie Williams and uh, Trey Chaney uh, nice. from The Wire. Yeah. And also in the same scene with um, Clifton Powell. Yeah, Clifton's awesome. Pinky, Pinky from Friday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and, uh, uh, Russ Parr, he actually, great director, by the way, he actually directed two, uh, actually two uh, episodes of Saints and Sinners, maybe more. But um, he actually directed this the episode I'm in, which is episode six of Saints and Sinners. Yeah, and I, I played the, the role of Mo. He's a thug that just basically got out of out of jail. Uh, you know, he's basically going back in the streets, but he wants to change his life all around. Ah, interesting. By the way, Stratosphere. I'd love to talk about that one too. You know, it's a crime thriller. That's that's right up my alley there. <laughs> a uh, feature. <laughs> one thing I would love to know about that was what was playing. Uh, Edward and that. What was that like? Edward Dank Hall. <laughs> <laughs> I, I liked it. You know, I had a lot of fun doing that because I played a role of a guy. You know, he's he was more of the um, the peacemaker. Yeah, he ran his own company, basically partnering up with one of his his best friends. He had two best friends. So one of the best friends, you know, he's you know kind of a he's a go getter. He's you know he's always hungry. He's very successful. You know, I'm very successful, but more of a peacemaker. I'm the, the oldest one in the group. And the other character, he's more of the, he's, he has a darker side of than, than what we have. You know, right. he's, has a jealous side. And when he's trying to get things that he wants, he goes by it the wrong way. Ah, uh, interesting. And he's coming to turn because of that. And you start to see 
the things start to fall apart in the friendship. You know, yeah. basically they kind of grew up together sort of a thing. I don't want to get too much about a right. the movie, but there are some interesting things that we actually learn about how technology is run. Right. We don't really know how much they actually control us in our day of life. Mm, yeah. And mm-hmm. all that has to do with if somebody that has a lot of power to have that power to actually control that type of technology to control everyone else around you, yeah. they're in danger. Right. So it's sort of mm-hmm. that type of situation was going on in the story. Ah, okay. Good deal. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Let's talk about some of the stuff you've, you're, you're writing and directing, which I think is just phenomenal. You've got a lot of stuff in motion here and a lot of stuff on the uh, the slate. And I kind of want to talk about you know, Knockout first because I know you mentioned earlier in this podcast you wanted to do you know a little bit of a of unboxing uh, a little bit of, <laughs> yeah. so yeah can you can you talk about that you know the genesis of that and what made you you know pursue that you know I've been watching a lot of movies and a lot of boxing movies I've always been a big fan of of the Rocky saga yeah me Each too one of them was just amazing even just the Latin Creed oh yeah amazing oh, amazing story they did a yeah. really good job on that oh yeah. And even the old, the, the great, the Raging Bull stories. Yes. And, you know, even the Cinderella Man stories. Those are real movies. And, you know, as a, a boxing fan, especially being like in a Generation X. Yeah, me too. And, right. And older, <laughs> you, know, we, you know, we grew up watching, you know, boxing. Yeah. And it started to see it fade away. You know, so now it's all about the MMA and UFC and all of those. Are, they, they're phenomenal sports. But we're missing boxing now. That's starting to fade away. And what I want yeah. to do is just come up. I want to bring that back. Nice. But I, I wanted to bring it back in a different way. You know, and like knock out the untold story of Voice uh, Claxton. It, it was my dream project. And it was inspired by, by my desire of uh, a boxing movie that would that bring a story behind that it would attract viewers that traditional boxing movie that would, would not, you know, so something right. different, right. you know, so. By the way, what was about Royce Claxon? What really? It was the way he, how his father passed away and it, and it, and it talks about his past that basically damaged him. Gotcha. And, um, and it kind of like when he started to get older and start to grow up in, in, the, in his career, we start to see some changes in him. You know, it's, so the, basically the story surrounds his life struggle. And he's a son of a former heavyweight professional boxer that was murdered in front of him. Right, right. And the, it starts in events of late 1960s. So gotcha. when he was, voice was five years old, we basically follow him as he grows up and goes through his life. And so we see the darker, the darkness in, in him and his career. He kind of used his, his anger through boxing. Right, gotcha. And that's how he becomes so phenomenal in boxing that they gave him the nickname Ruthless because he was so ruthless in the in the boxing ring. But there was uh, a reason why he was so ruthless. But in the story, you don't know why he is until later on in the story that there's a past that actually been revealed. Oh, uh, gotcha, and nice. So there's so much, it's sort of a, a crime boxing drama movie. Nice. Ooh, that sounds pretty... Uh spectacular right there fun playing the character too you got to be you know, in shape you got to you know you already know you're in shape but 
but you know, it's, it's no joke. Yeah. You know, and where we are right now, we have most of the cast and crew actually picked out. Actually, it's still in the works and oh, cool. we haven't got ready to shoot just yet. So we actually in the process of securing an investor. Nice. I will actually bring and help us to bring that project to life. But everything else is basically ready to go. But getting ready to prepare for being and portraying Royce Claxton, man, I, I can't wait yeah. to, to actually let him out. And just as an artist, how I have him drawn, you know, and just getting ready to perform him, I can't wait to, to release that and have him want to see what Royce Claxton is all about. Oh, fantastic. Boy, that's going to be fantastic. By the way, what do you think about this Floyd and McGregor, the buzz about this? Uh... Oh, my God, man. I'm loving it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it'd be interesting, it's so right? Much, it is. It's so yeah. much entertainment. I ain't going to lie to you, man. I haven't paid pay-per-view in, in years. Yeah, I'm me either. Yeah. Did that pay-per-view was part when Mike Tyson was. <laughs> me too. I, yep, yep, <laughs> me too. <laughs> but, uh, but for some reason, if it happens, I probably would pay pay-per-view to see this fight because I'm actually interested in what uh, what's going to happen. Me but too. I kind of feel that Gregor, you know, he's he's very uh, confident. Not just him; that's his personality. Yeah, but but it works. Right, right. Him going into boxing—that's a whole different type of. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I can't wait to see that. So if it does happen, but yeah, I, I think it's comical, and I and I think it's really smart on Mayweather then because the way he's doing it is. He, in a way, he knows he's going to win. He's bringing him into boxing once he gets, try to get his boxing license. Yep, yep. McGregor. So yep. he know he's coming in his territory, which I wouldn't do it if I was McGregor. But you know, he, I just, I guess that's just how he is. So. Right, right. And depending on how that goes, I mean, that's going to be a big draw. The thing is, that could lead to a couple different fights depending on how things go. Oh yes, most definitely. You know, that's oh, most definitely. finally something to look forward to on the boxing front. Jeez, spend some time. Yeah. You know? oh, yeah, I mean the yeah. Floyd Pacquiao fight was like ah disappointing, but it was it was man. You know we, they've been having us waiting for so much yeah. for so long, be teasing us for so much too. And when it happened, it, Pacquiao Pacquiao he just he didn't have that fire in him. Yep, it, yep. He kind of just let things ran off, and you know it, it's. It wasn't what I expected it would be. Yeah, yeah, I think everybody kind of feels that way. Uh, what's going on with the heavyweight division, too? My God, it's just dead. Yeah, I don't, it, it is, man. It's like I said before, like, boxing is just not how it used to be. Yeah. I yeah. just, I don't know if just if the style, the era is have changed or just the, the training is differently. It's different now. The trainer is not that old, yeah. old traditional type of trainers now, but it just, it's, Boxing now is is not as exciting as it used to be anymore. Yeah, yeah. Hope that changes. I'm a big fan too as well. Very interesting. Yeah. 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 So back to film here. Seven Pillars. Oh gosh. Yeah. Got to talk about that one too. Yeah. Gosh, can you tell us a little bit about that project? I know these things are kind of manifesting as we speak. But uh, yeah. what anything you want to share about that? Well, Seven Pillars. I know I can't talk much about it, but um, yeah. this this story was inspired by true events wow it's about an injured formal nba star who actually gets the ultimate second chance and doing what he felt was his calling it's a emotional realistic drama with a good feel ending yeah even though i've written it it's, it's on um the character uh nazir shepherd it's yeah. the nba star who 
life and career took a major turn after his injury and becomes an inspiration and motivation we all need in our lives. Wow. You know, so it will be a movie that will be will want our youth to see. It is a good fit for family movie night with life lessons and something that's very relatable. As a matter of fact, you know, I, I have majority of the cast of the local high school kids that being part of this film because he what ended up happening with Nazir, he becomes a high school coach. Ah, right. He becomes a high school coach and and a lot of things that start going on in his life, he become more of a motivator and how much he he turns the school around. The school itself is going through a lot of turmoil. The kids, you know, it's in the inner city. So he sees all this stuff that's going on and he realized that, you know what, I'm here for a reason. And that reason here, I'm, I'm willing to accept it and make this change. So it's a, a lot of um, true events that actually happen, even things that's going on today. That's part of the story of uh, Seven Pillars. Huh, okay, that sounds fantastic. Huh. What gave you the inspiration for that, by the way? I used to, I used to play a little bit of professional basketball and... Hmm. And uh, before we were doing playing, when I was playing basketball in high school, there's some things I experienced myself. Yeah. And, and these things that I wanted to express and, and let that story be told because when I was doing that time playing basketball, there was a lot of things that I've learned, you know, mm. as an individual. Yeah. And, and I, you know, as a writer, you know, in, in, a, in a messenger, I want to send that out to a lot of people that even there's a lot of kids out there that are going through a lot of things in life right. that I want to express to them that I was taught oh, and changed nice. life as well. So that's what inspired me to do it. Oh, fantastic. Nowhere to hide. Yeah. Dr. Jeremiah. Obasi. Yeah. Obasi, yeah. Jeremiah Obasi. Oh, my goodness. Wait. <laughs> well, um, this actually, um, this here is a, like a horror type of thing. Yeah psychotic horror film and what i wanted to do is uh, i was playing around with my writing yeah and i love a psychotic film yeah me too i love the writer playing tricks with my mind yeah right right <laughs> so, <laughs> so i wanted to i wanted to, to get a taste of that so it's sort of uh, like a jekyll and hyde type of film but in a totally different way mm. in a totally different way it's a binge spirit who happens to be the grandson of a, a mad scientist in England back in the 1800s. Yeah. And he has a request to, to vengeance of his murderer. So it's basically going back to, to his murderer, but he's a totally different person. I see. You know? So that invengeful spirits. Right. So right. Yeah. So Ooh. that's basically what it's all about. Nice. Nice. My God. How do you find time to do all this? My goodness. <laughs> Writing these films. Yeah, my goodness gracious. That's very, very good stuff. How long has the writing process been taking for you now with these? You know, uh, it's a blessing because, you know, I'm always having so much stuff in my mind and so many ideas. It just pops in my mind. There are times I'm asleep and I have like dreams of a, a good story. You're right. And, yeah, me too. Yeah, and I'll wake up the next morning, man, and I write on my notepad that's next to me. And, and I put them all together. The process of like each film sometimes depends on the genre. Sometimes it would take me about like a month to write the entire film the way I like, um, screenplay the way I want it. Nice. So, like the quickest I ever had was Seven Pillars. It took me two weeks. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It took me two weeks. Yeah. And Crazy. the thing is, man, once I start writing, I can't stop. So yes. like I have to flip myself away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, 
By the way, uh, you have to do a lot of rewrites. You find yourself doing a lot of rewriting. Yeah, I do. Yeah. And I, the good thing is there's so many programs out there. Oh, yeah. That will help you with that, too. So many programs that help a lot of writers to, you know, to look over, like, proofread and everything like that. And if you also have a good team yeah. that will read, you know, that helps a lot, too. So, yeah. Oh, man, you got some crazy stuff coming out. My goodness, this is fantastic. <laughs> really, really busy. My goodness. I'm looking forward to some of these films, man. This is, uh, this stuff is like right up my alley. You know, as a filmmaker myself, I kind of like what you're doing here. It's, uh, really dig it. It's, uh, it's going to be some profound stuff coming out for sure. Hmm. Now, what's next for you? I mean, obviously, you've got a lot of other things that we could talk about too. You've got letters from Manhattan. There's all kinds of other projects, but, you know, anything else that you want to mention while we have you here on the podcast? Yeah, well, actually, right now, what I'm doing, I mean, I've been doing a lot of auditions. Actually, I have one yeah. tonight. I have one tonight. Oh, fantastic. Good deal. Yeah, and actually, I, I'm actually getting ready to be a part of a, a TV show. But I can't say what it is. It's, it's a big-time TV show, and I'm nice. so excited. Part <laughs> of that, man. Congratulations so on excited. that. Thank you. Thank oh, you. man. So I'm getting ready to um, be a part of that, that cast there. Good deal. And while that's going on, you know, I'm a true believer of enough is never enough. I agree. So knowledge and knowledge and knowledge. I'm still, you know, reading the books, acting books. Nice. Still going to my acting class, my acting coach, and still with him, my mentors, still working on my craft, man. Got to polish it. Got to keep polishing it. Exactly. You got to keep polishing it. Keep sharp. Keep that sword sharpened. Absolutely. You know? so, that's what I'm doing, and, and, and a lot of tons of auditions that I keep, you know, keep going happen as well. So, oh man, damn, love that damn big productive. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Now, just yeah. because you were, you know, being productive and you've been so kind to us here and shared some of these wonderful experiences, I've got to do something to you here, sir. That I and I do to all of my guests here, and oh Uh-oh. god, I've I really have <laughs> saved this for you tonight, and yeah. <sighs> I hate to do this to you, man. I just hate to do this, but I, it's, I've just got to do it. It's, it's in my bones. I've got to do it. Oh, man. All right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And, uh, I, I need to ask you, though, if you are, uh, if you'll, you know, if you want to opt out, it's one of those things where I can't give you too much information, but I can tell you that it might be a little painful. Oh, man. Painful? Okay. <laughs> I just want to keep it entertaining. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to opt out. Let's just do it. Let's go for it. Oh, man. So you're all in, huh? I'm all in, man. Let's go with it. All right, man. Well. <laughs> Aaron, this is the part of the show <laughs> where I ask our guests to share a fun fact about themselves. All that for this, right? Now, this fun fact can be anything you'd like to share but it's got to be something that people don't know about you so they've got to listen to this podcast and be like what it's just got to be a new fun fact you know something that people don't know about you and i'm putting the spotlight on you the floor is yours oh my (laughs) what they don't know about me is i like to write poetry on my spirit oh Nice. I like to write poetry and, and, I, and I like to draw, uh, hand draw. Nice. A little illustration there. Yeah. What? Interesting. <laughs> have you ever thought about doing any or have you done any 
uh, open mics or anything like that? Spoken word? Good question, man. You know, I have a, a passion to do on that, actually. And I've been writing some material uh, for, like, trying to reach out to do, like, an open mic, spoken word. And what led me to that was wow. I also want a good feel of doing stand-up. Right. And, nice. You know, yeah, I love that. So I've been writing a little bit of uh, material. I'm working on some material right now. Nice. And I'm just trying to write the, the right poem to start. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh, it's fantastic. I always, always had a, a passion for doing that, too, as well. Yeah. Man, you're a storyteller in all shapes and forms, a real true artist. I mean, obviously doing a little writing, doing a little, you know, drawing and you know, poetry. That's that's pretty phenomenal. Wow, that's crazy. It's cool that you mentioned stand-up, too. It's something I'm very interested in, too, as well. I I always have the itch. I love stand-up. And uh, how's it over in your neck of the woods in terms of the stand-up community? You know, I, I'm i always I'm mostly in Atlanta. The thing is, Atlanta is booming, man. It's, yeah. It's booming. It's, it's turning to a, a whole new, like a, a different L.A., like the east side L.A. Ah, okay. It's, Good deal. It's, you know, it's a lot going on over there. And yeah. There's a lot of art going on there. Nice. A lot of the art going on from music to film to poetry to stand-up comedy yeah it's just with so many actors and so many so much talent like you had in la new york yeah and i'm also in tampa too in tampa florida oh cool yeah i'm here so i'll go back and forth and um, being here you know in atlanta and, and going to also in tampa there's a lot that's going on in tampa with with the comedy as well but mostly in atlanta and it's just booming Oh, very interesting. I, I keep hearing folks say that. And I need to be more in tune with the scene in Atlanta. But a lot of yeah. folks, you know, come from Atlanta or a lot of folks, you know, go from here to Atlanta. So that's quite, yeah. uh, quite interesting. Huh? My goodness. Huh? Yeah. I got to ask you about your nickname there quick. Where did that come from? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Hopefully not in the bedroom. I had to, I had to, man. <laughs> I know, I people, people get that all the time. They come at me with that all the time. But, but, uh, is it wrestling? Because No, no, actually, it came from basketball. Oh, nice. Yeah. Actually, it came from streetball. Okay. I'm playing a pickup game. So yeah. I used to play pickup games every day. I'm always at the, the basketball court. And... When I'm on a court, they would never call me by my name. They never call me by Aaron. They were like, I, I'm picking up the, the quick ah. one. The quick one. Oh, good deal. And then they start calling me quick for short. Yeah. So it, it's with me ever since playing organized basketball. And my very first audition yeah. that I had, boy, it was a comedy. <laughs> and I had my resume, and I didn't have any like acting experience, like professional acting experience at all. So my resume was short, man. <laughs> so <laughs> I had, I had my name and I was so used to putting Aaron Quick Nelson. Yeah. I actually meant just to put Aaron Nelson, uh-huh. but I put Aaron Quick Nelson on there. And then the first thing that the director said, like, where you get quick from? And I'm so you talking about? And he's like, <laughs> you got Aaron Quick Nelson in there. I'm like, oh, 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 wow. And so he said, I love it, man. You should keep it. Yeah. You yeah, know, your stage name, you know, you, you had it since basketball. Keep it how it is now. Yeah, it's awesome. So, man. Yeah, so, I it. so that's why I got this. Oh, okay, got okay, good deal, good deal. I was so wondering about that. By the way, you know, with family life and everything, how do you find balance? How do you find balance in your life? 
you know, you said the most important word that's very important in life that anytime you're trying to accomplish anything is the word balance. Yeah. Having some type of way to balance your family time, you know, your, your job, your career. And I, you know, I, I put it this way. I'm a devoted father. I'm a devoted husband. Yeah. Seven days a week. You know, I'm always on call. And, you know, I actually put them before my, my acting career. Yeah. Right. You know, Good deal. They, important. They, they, my, they, my strength, man. They're the ones that motivate me to do more. Nice. Yeah. So, and I try to find ways to balance everything, even as a Christian too, man, you know, yeah. just be everything that you do in life. I try to find that balance because if you become unbalanced in one of those areas, you're going to fail. That's so true. going to fail automatically. It's going to fail and boom, it's going to fail. That word balance is extremely important. And I try to make sure each day that I have that, that equal amount of time on each end in each aspect of my life. So if it's, you know, as a father, as a husband, and as an actor, as a writer. Oh, man. Salute to everything you just said right there. My God. Fantastic. Yeah. By the way, you said you had two girls, right? Yeah, I had two girls. Did yeah. they interested in uh, acting? And two, how do they feel when they see you on screen? That's got to be awesome. They love it, man. They, um, <laughs> my daughter, my 18-year-old daughter, she's, she actually used to, do a little bit of acting. Oh, cool! And when she, you know, when she was twelve, she did theater, and she did a, a, a few you know roles and and student films, yeah, and also you know short films as well. Nice. So she kind of grew out of it, and <laughs> but now you know um, she's getting off and getting ready to go to college. Nice. And yeah. When she sees me on TV, man, she's she loves it, and they <laughs> <for> my, <laughs> I can they imagine. Exactly. Say for my 10 year old daughter, man, she, she loves her daddy, you know, love her, man. And yeah. she wants to get into it now. Oh, salute and, to that. Yeah. You said the bar was, high though. I am. I am. But hey, it puts them <laughs> off her, you know, and what she, she saw one of the, um, Christmas, she saw the Christmas movie, the Hallmark movie. Yeah. And that scene with at the tea set. Oh yeah. Tea party. That's when she really wanted to, to, to get into the into the business. Ah, cool. And, you know, me as a supporting father, I'm there for, you know, and it's a tough business, but I'm I'm there for. Right. So, right. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Ah, God, I love that stuff, man. Family, that's what it's all about. Seriously. Yeah. Ah, good deal. Well, is there any advice that you would like to share with someone that might be listening to this podcast who may want to do what you're doing right? now but maybe they don't know where to start maybe they don't have you know the resources yet any advice you'd give that individual you know what i was in a in a position before i even started i didn't know where to start yeah how i you know i started looking for workshops so many different workshops networking right such important and i wasn't in the networking but once i started networking it took me so many places that i want to imagine that it, it you know that that can take me from networking, workshops, acting classes is, is a must in this business. And um, there's so many resources online. Oh, yeah. Actors that I mentioned, you know, there's um, Backstage. Oh, yes. Right. Has a lot of good articles. And I go through there every day. I read an article every day. Yeah, me too. Yeah, that's um, fantastic. You know, it's a 
phenomenal website. And to a lot of people out there that I really want to say is that, again, and I mentioned about when I was taught that I bring along my journey is go after something more than what everyone else is doing. Go after the most difficult obstacle out there. Nice. But what happens when you do that, you become a stronger person, a stronger actor, a stronger writer. Right. Uh, even a director, filmmaker, you get the most rewards at the end when you accomplish them. Again, it makes you stronger. Also, there's not many people going after the most difficult obstacle, which right. means you have a better uh, opportunity to get the biggest reward. Right. You know, than the average person. And also, you know, never give up. And if you fall, don't fall backward, fall forward. Oh, man. Salute to yeah. that. That is excellent. Excellent yeah. advice right there. Oh, man. I completely yeah. co-sign everything you just said, sir. My, you, my God. I got to ask you one thing, too. What's your workout yeah. routine like, man? Holy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I try to get in on uh, the gym. I normally go to the gym like four to five days a week. My God, nice. Uh, and when I go in there, I go full intense. Yeah. So I'm not the type that be in there like two or three hours. Right. I actually go in there. I just go all in really hard, like four hours. Good deal. And the good thing is that the big thing is that it's what you eat very important. Right. I was just going to ask you about that too. What's your diet kind of look like? How do you, uh, you know, how how do I, you keep in shape and yeah, I'm, I'm more healthy? of a high. Yeah, I'm more of a high protein diet. You right. know, I everything high protein, not much fats, you know. Yeah. So you know, of course chicken, you know, and those type of stuff, you know, yeah. but uh I try not to eat junk food. You it's okay to have your cheat days, it's fun. Oh yeah. Absolutely. But I try not to do too much of that. I go five days a week at the gym really hard, full intensity, and I, I make sure I eat right. Good deal. So I mean it's a process. It's a process to see the the result, but it's there. It just takes a while for you to see it. Gotcha. Good deal. Yeah. Always wonder about that. Interesting. Hmm. Very, very cool. Appreciate you uh, sharing that. Now, before we wrap, sir, feel free to plug anything you'd like. Websites, Twitter, Facebook, whatever you want to share, Instagram, whatever you're using out there. How can folks connect with you? You can connect with me. I'm on, um, on Facebook, my Facebook page, Aaron Quick Nelson. I'm, I'm also on Twitter. Um, that's I am quick. Um, I A M one word underscore quick. Also, you can check me out on IMDb, Aaron Quick Nelson, and uh, you can check me on my website. Website actor AaronQuickNelson.com, and uh, I'm also on Insta, Aaron Quick Nelson. Oh, good stuff! Yeah, you got a cool website too, and uh, a lot of good stuff. Reels, fantastic, really, really Thank good you. stuff. Yeah, folks, my God, you've got to check out everything this man is doing. If you're not familiar. Yet you need to be familiar because, oh gosh, I, I just think there's, <laughs> I think there's so much more in store for you. I think it's funny. I really feel like there's some big things coming your way. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and and Thank um, you. yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to, uh, you know, seeing what manifests here in the upcoming months, years, etc. I'm curious about this show now. You got me thinking about that. Now you got me wondering, man. I'm going to have to stock your timeline some more. <laughs> Good stuff. I'm, I'm really excited. It's, it, I'm excited for you, but you know, it's, it's, it's also been a treat having you on this podcast. You're somebody that I've been just dying to have a conversation with. So, you know, I appreciate you coming on and chatting it up. 
you know, I've been dying, but you know, a month ago, I've been trying to get on. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. I was a month early, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's good stuff. It's good to be on again. Thank you for having me on. It's, it's good to collaborate with a lot of people to, uh, to discuss and talk about things that we love and you know this business is it's a blessing and so much to learn and you know we're all you know willing to, to help out to give some type of word and knowledge out there for the next person oh salute to that man salute to that gosh you're killing me here today love this stuff love this stuff i really appreciate your passion man and everything that you are doing as a storyteller and i've got to bring you back in the future so we're going to have to make yeah. that happen, all right, for an update. Most definitely, yeah. All right, sir. Well, I appreciate your time today. And, God, I think it's time to uh, fade out here. What do you think? Oh, man. Don't want to, but I guess we have to. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you on that. Me either, man. I, I don't want yeah. to, but, uh, yeah, no, I got to get you back to that family. You know what I mean? You're going to start yelling at yeah. me like, are you talking to this long? <laughs> uh, well, folks. Again, make sure you check out his website. Make sure you follow him on Twitter if you're not doing so already. And, God, I think it's, it's time to fade out. So, ladies and gentlemen, that was Aaron Quick Nelson. And we will be back with more after this break. You are listening to the Cinema After Dark podcast. My name is Max Cole, and I host this show. And hopefully you are feeling inspired. Spending a wonderful time tonight. I want to remind everyone that you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Google Play. Make sure you subscribe to us there. Greatly appreciate that. Obviously, please spread the word about the show. Follow us on Twitter at Cinema After Dark. Again, thank you all for listening, and we will be back with more shortly. And welcome back to the Cinema After Dark podcast. My goodness, I want to thank our guest tonight, Mr. Aaron Quick Nelson. What a wonderful discussion that was. Make sure you check out his work. Most importantly, I want to thank all of you for tuning in tonight. Obviously, this podcast does not exist without you listening. So please continue to spread the word about this podcast. I would greatly appreciate that. With that said, 